Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Welcome into another edition of Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders and myself to talk about investing, finance, and retirement. And we're going to talk about preparing for market volatility in 2023. Uh, I don't think we're totally out of the woods yet. A lot of the prognosticators, that's a big word for you. I don't think they think the same thing. So we're going to talk about some uh, predictions, some outlooks, whatever you want to call those. Uh, and then just kind of take some questions and, and thoughts here with Mike and just discuss, you know, sh- what things should we ponder in the event that we have a, a you know, a, a rough start in 23 uh, as we've had here in 22, which is certainly plausible. So that's the topic this week. Mike, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Doing great. Uh, just coming off of um, our annual company Christmas party for clients and awesome. friends and had a great time at High Point Country Club last Saturday, the uh, 3rd of December. You know, we've been in the past at Starmount Forest Country Club over in Greensboro, and everybody liked this so much, so much, and so good. I guess that uh, we might just make this our standard uh, location going forward. So it was a lot of fun. We had a really good time. Good turnout. Nice. That's awesome. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. And hope everybody had yeah. a good holiday. The first of uh, the two holidays as they kind of stack up here at the end of the year. But yeah. let's talk about this this year winding down. Well, again, really next year actually. Uh, I've got a few of these comments from the talking heads and want to get your take on some of them. So I'm going to run a couple of them out past you, and then we'll just talk about some general questions about, you know, more kind of the local level type of thing, because these are usually national talking heads, right? Right. right. So mm-hmm. uh, mer- mergers and acquisitions says that signs point to a, to more market volatility in 2023. Well, I don't think that's any giant news flash. I don't think they need <laughs> Uh, we st- yeah. Do you think we might have some market volatility? Yeah, in I mean, we have twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five. Oh, you think 20- that far, huh? Well, I think all. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, we have market volatility all the time. Well, that's well, that is true. That is true. I, you know, I guess either- the idea is is it, is it going to be the same as this year? Right, right. And I don't think that we're out of the pickle that we're in yet, Mike. I think it's still a ways to go. Uh, as a matter of fact, the time we're taping this particular one, it's just the first couple of days here into December. But the Fed had just recently announced that they were not going to make a rate adjustment as big as the prior, which mm-hmm. they seem to be happy about. And then they turned around when the jobs report came out and said, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we will. <laughs> maybe we will. So, right. So I think we're still got a ways to go to, to kind of solving these uh, multiple problems that are stacked up in front of us. And, you know, think about it too. These guys, the Fed, are supposed to be the ones that have all of the data at their fingertips. And it's just their data until they release it and let the rest of the world know about it. And they don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> right. And they're whipsawing us around. So, you know, hey, nobody knows. But anyway. Yeah. So that's the first one. Uh, right. Bloomberg tracks the forecast of many market handicappers and reveals the average forecast for the S&P 500 does predict a decline for 2023, an overall down market. And it's the first time the aggregate has predicted this prediction uh, of an, in the negative since 1999. So it's been basically about 23 years since they are going into a new year saying, yeah, the outlook looks like the whole year will be down, even though I know that's a long way to get to the end of 23. But that's kind of what the model is telling them. So that's kind of interesting where – Unlike 22, I think they don't. They didn't expect 22 to be down the way or to be as rocky as it has been. This mm-hmm. is now they're basically saying, yeah, based on the you know the indicators, it looks like all of 23 will 
will basically be negative. How much is totally up for in the air, but what's your thoughts sure. on that? Yeah, I mean, so they're saying that that last time that the aggregate of all these handicappers, so to speak, market handicappers was uh, a negative was back in 1999. And I I guess speaking of the upcoming year of 2000, is that what you're understanding there? That's my kind of take on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, you think about 2000, what was that? The uh, bursting of the uh, tech bubble, the uh, internet bubble and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And not only was 2000 down, but 2001 and 2002. And then it finally, well, really the whole 10 years, right. They call it the lost decade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, when you, when you look at that, but so they, they happened to have a, a fairly good idea that time. I don't know that, uh, if I were betting on it, because like, again, these are handicappers, like a horse race handicapper or right. whatever that right. I would necessarily say, I think that they're probably right again, because the, the aggregate prediction is negative. Yeah. But, um, it is, you know, that is interesting. 1999. And then you had this big bubble burst. I don't know that we have a big bubble that's just waiting to burst. We, you know, there are things out there that can always raise their head as issues. Um, but there's been a lot hmm. of things that have just been beat to pieces so far that uh, kind of takes a lot of that quote bubble burst and stuff out of the. Oh, out that's of the true. Case. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the oversaturation and the like tech tech heavy. Obviously, tech suffered quite a bit this year. Uh-huh. So yeah. that's kind of already taken some, and it could take some more next year. Um, right. So anyway, I'll get into those questions in a second. So let me do this third one okay. here, and then we'll move All into right. it. Uh, Morgan Stanley's Mike Wilson says the markets in 2023 should face or will face extreme volatility, and he likens it to the struggles of the 1940s boom-bust inflation cycle. So he's very dour on the upcoming year, feeling as though that we're going to continue to have persistent inflation problems. And, um, you know, it's just going to cause for a lot of a lot of volatility. So I think all of that to say, Mike, is is what do we do about the prospect of volatility in an upcoming year if we are a retiree or a pre-retiree? Right. I think that the, yeah. the worry becomes, do I need to do something? And what happens is people just automatically start tinkering with things, maybe without understanding truly what they're tinkering with. Right. And, and, and that is dangerous to do from the standpoint of this. I mean, you just, I think you just mentioned three or four different prognosticators and their thoughts on what the market would do this coming year. And of right. course, a lot of them are thinking, you know, volatility and negative returns and, and all this kind of stuff and infl- inflation and all continuing. And when you hear things like that, you might hear it in the context of someone who has a particular bent or bias toward um, a, a fix. Uh, maybe it's because interest rates have been being bumped up in 2022, and that's caused the value the, or the price of bonds to be beat down. And so even if you had a, quote, conservative portfolio in 2022 with a lot of bonds in there, you might have suffered stock-like losses because of that, because they they drop in price when interest rates are increasing. Right. And and so you might hear someone talking about that. Well, and and so you might start monkeying with, is that the right word, monkeying with? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> Why <laughs> yeah, okay. not? <laughs> with your bond portfolio and, and uh, you know, doing something there that could be just exactly opposite of what you need to do. And so- my thinking is if if you're a pre-retiree or a retiree, you know, we 
tend to be a little more sensitive to what's going on currently in the market and what might be the short term future market outlook mm-hmm. because it it impacts our ability to use our money comfortably and not feel like I'm really getting killed in this thing if I'm taking money out of my accounts or what have you. You know, if we're you know getting ready to retire or if we're already retired and you fixed income and all that kind of stuff, it can be um, a major mistake to start moving things around like that. The the problem with making adjustments based on what the market is doing is you're in need of a prediction that is foolproof because yeah, yeah. if Good it's luck, not right? foolproof, you might make exactly the opposite kind of move based on that bad prediction that you should be making. So the better way is to have your portfolio structured in such a manner that the the amount of volatility or up and down movement of your account is uh, matching with what your comfort level is so that you don't have to mess with it. You don't have a need to tinker with it or make adjustments or what have you mm-hmm. that you know it's going to ride through different types of markets in general in a range of returns that will fit with your plan for how you're going to use your money in retirement. Well, so, the, so oh, good. I don't think there's I don't think there are fixes that need to be made if you've done that ahead of time. Now, if you haven't, you need to get a, a good look at that and make sure that that is fitting with what you need to have in terms of return and your use of the money and that sort of thing as you're coming into retirement or already there. Well, the concept of the idea of volatility in your portfolio as a retired person, uh, is it is it something to avoid altogether or is it something to just you have to accept a level of it because volatility is needed? I mean, it truly is needed in your portfolio, whether it makes you comfortable or not. And that's the whole point of risk tolerance. And that's the whole point of finding out how much you can deal uh-huh. with. Right. So I don't think it's a good idea just to, to completely poo poo away all volatility by saying, well, I'm done with the market. Right. Because then how else are you right. going to keep up with inflation? Exactly. That's and that's exactly what the point is, is that. You know, you love the volatility when it's going up because it's beating inflation and doing all that kind of stuff that it's supposed to do. You don't like it when it's going on the downside. It's It can be scary and that sort of stuff. So that's why you have to measure and see what can I handle. And you know what? That can change over time. As For instance, if you tend to be averse to risk and maybe you've been in the habit of being in CDs or in bond portfolios or things like that. But you're seeing that because of inflation, you're falling behind and losing purchasing power faster than you can make it up. You know, you you might say, well, you know, I need to pick up some more return, even though right now we're not getting a lot of it this year as a whole. Mm-hmm. Recently, we've been getting some return from the stock portion of the portfolio. But, um, you know, maybe it's it's time to reconsider Our view of volatility, not to say that you're going to the far extreme in in terms of getting more volatility so that when the market's going up, you're getting a lot of return. Right. But it's it's balancing it out so that you're not getting hurt in an interest rising, interest rate rising market like we have had this year and which could continue next year. We don't know. The Fed doesn't know. No, and I think there's certainly good – again, there's indicators for these things, which is – and if we're being honest and realistic, we're probably still, yes, in for 
a bit of a, a bit of a rough start, at least for part of next year, right? I mean, a good a good marker usually, Mike, is when companies start making moves because they they're definitely usually looking ahead, right? And you're seeing a lot of big companies start to do layoffs already uh, here at the mm-hmm. end of this year. So they're right. expecting sales to be down next year, which then and in turn causes you know them to have you know layoffs. So there's definitely indicators that it's going to be a tightening, uh, probably economically next year. And so if you know, just to kind of wrap up this conversation, what's your advice, you know, to someone who's losing sleep uh, over worrying about what may happen on a week to week basis or, you know, the fact that the, the news channels are, you know, constantly with the doom and the gloom or whatever? What's your advice? Find a good movie to watch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> click it, uh, click it off, right? Yeah, click it off. I mean, it is a waste of time and emotion. Um uh, they're not there to give you investment advice and help you with your accounts, your portfolio or your retirement um, plan. Right. They are right. there to sell advertising, to get money in their pockets. They could care less about you. I mean, I, that's a little rough, but they're not thinking about you really. They, they, yeah, they're not trying necessarily. Ratings to say for stuff. advertising. It's just totally yeah. Outlandish. Yeah. But it's it is intended to get your eyeballs glued there so that they can sell their advertising for more money. So you know, get with somebody. Uh, you know, this is what we do all the time, and help people um, figure out what will make them comfortable, but give them the return that they need for their money, so that they can reach their goals. Mike, I like that and, though that that they need for their money, not necessarily that you want. Right. Yeah. Because it right. is, you don't always have to. Tr- I mean, yeah, I would love to say, yes, I'm getting 25 percent year over year. But, but <laughs> come on. Yeah, right. right. But but what do you need to make the plan go? Yes, exactly. And and once you've got that covered, I mean, I, I the only time I'm listening to news stories or things like that or reading stuff is is kind of almost to laugh at the insanity. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty sad when, when news has become not adding almost, anything to me. Yeah. It's giving me some ideas to write my weekly newsletter articles about, you yeah, know, you, you can't tell when it's parody or not anymore because it's so right, outlandish. Right. You really can't. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And I think at the end of the day, I mean, we're at the end of the year here, Mike, for, for people who are already clients, they've obviously got scheduled reviews that are happening annually. But if you're not working with somebody and you have come across the podcast or someone shared it with you or whatever, I think a good piece of advice would be go in and sit down. Go in and sit down and talk with a, a professional. If it's not Mike, somebody who can mm-hmm. walk, go through the scenarios with you and just help you start to figure out what it is that you do need so that you can get a little piece away from, you know, uh, constantly staring at the, at the market and stuff. It's just, it's not a good way to, to operate. So exactly, I think that would yep. be the other piece of advice is get a review. <laughs> just get a, re- just get a review, right? right? And, and if mm-hmm. you've never done one, then it's really time to do one. So Sure. Absolutely. Never hurts. Never hurts. Exactly. So are we going to see some in in 23? Yeah, more than likely. Quite a bit uh, is probably potentially maybe even earlier in the year than later. There's a long way to go. But certainly, you know, there's certainly a a better than I guess a better than average chance we're going to see volatility (laughs) in 23. And to your point, it happens really every year. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just different degrees of uh, extremes. So. There you go. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us this week on the podcast, Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders. Of course, if you do need some help, that's what Mike does. He's been doing this for 40-plus years, helping folks get to and through retirement. So 
reach out to him online, spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com, or give him a jingle at 336-668-4338. You can find the number on the website as well, 336-668-4338. And don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Check out more episodes as they come out. Mike, thanks for hanging out, my friend. I appreciate your time as always. Thank you. I appreciate you, Mark. Yep. And we'll see you next time here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.